Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most Town Shirtlift. This show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday and Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Heard all over the world. And WBCQ broadcasts out of beautiful Monticello, Maine in Arista County. But I'm down here in Boston, uh, where it's not so bad. Anyway, it's uh, brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. And we have every intention of running our camp this year, from July 19th to the 24th, at the Singing Hills Christian Camp and Retreat Center in Plainfield, New Hampshire, about an hour north of Concord, north and east of Concord, very close to the Vermont border. Uh, or should I say the Connecticut River, and we have a great lineup as we do every year, including Lord Christopher Monckton, Professor Willie Soon, Alex Newman, uh, Mrs. Catherine Wright, Reverend Stevie Kraft, Felicia Nace, uh, who I met through uh, our guest that we'll introduce in a minute or so. And <clears throat> you can learn more about our camp by visiting our website, campconstitution.net. And I know people from, we have people from as far as California and Florida attend our camp. If you're flying in, we'll pick you up at the airport, drop you off. If you're taking a train in, we'll pick you up at the train station and bring you back so you can get home. Uh, we can even offer some, potentially offer some carpooling, uh, depending on where you are in the country. So, again, visit our site. Now, on the phone here is my very good friend, Mr. John Hugo of the Super Happy Fun America. How are you doing, John? Oh, we're very busy tonight, as you know. We've got a, a massive protest in Boston scheduled for tomorrow, and that means lots well, of phone calls, is, emails. Uh, this show and... is broadcast. Uh, we're taping this a day in advance, so by the time this is heard, uh, you'll hopefully get some media attention. This event will already take place. But, uh, John, tell us a little bit about this uh, super happy, fun America before we talk about uh, the coronavirus and the uh, resistance to it. Well, after I uh, finished my run for Congress, I decided that, you know, the, the, the situation in Massachusetts for conservatives was really poor, and we needed to get a group together that would get out on the streets and start affecting changes. I couldn't get a single interview, actually, when I ran for Congress, and the incumbent refused to debate. So what's, what's a candidate to do? And we also had a very corrupt GOP, which steered 100% of the money to the governor, spent $200,000 mm-hmm. on steak dinners and, uh, and uh, private parking and not a penny parking, for candidates. Yeah. So it's, a real, it's the worst of all possible situations to be a Republican running for Congress. And very frustrated by that, uh, I and my partner, uh, Mark Sahady, who's an Afghan war vet with the rank of captain, we got together, we decided we needed to trigger the left and to start pushing back. So we founded the group Super Happy Fun America, and we organized the world's first straight pride parade, which went crazy. It became the top story in the, the entire world, the top on Twitter. We even hit number one on Google. And uh, the entire leftist media attacked me. I, I'm in, in our group nonstop for six months. It was amazing. And from going well, to the congressional I campaign I, with no interviews, we had 
we do five, six, seven, ten interviews a day. It was crazy. It was amazing. I know that I interviewed you and Samson uh, prior to the parade, and uh, we participated at the rally, and we're very happy to do so. And just a few weeks ago, there was another event that uh, took place in Boston. Uh, it was the uh, Freedom, Freedom uh, Convoy. And I tell you, That's I was right. with my son. I had more fun. And uh, we uh, met at the New England Aquarium. Uh, and it was about 40 vehicles, I think, by the time. The, That's we right. Out. Yep. And we had our van with the Camp Constitution uh, logos all over it. And we, my son held a large Christian flag outside the window. And um, we drove through, let's say, the north end of Boston and then the downtown area and uh, Chinatown and the south end and uh, uh, the back bay, the fens. And I tell you, we got, I don't know exactly the different, you know, if I, if I, I was, I had to drive, so I had to focus on that. But I would say that maybe two to three to one in our favor. People were encouraging us. They were thumbs up. Now, we did get our share of uh, F-bombs and other nasty things and some homeless bums spitting on us but or trying to. They didn't quite reach us. But I tell you, I had so much fun. I say it is fun to trigger the left because it's easy to do. And what's really, uh, it's really upsetting to see the sheep-like devotion people have, uh, some people have. You know, it was just back in late February, uh, the left was telling us, oh, don't avoid Chinatowns. If you do, you're a racist. Come back to Chinatown. There's no problem here. Everything is safe. Well, John, you observed the same thing. Two weeks, uh, well, two weeks ago, uh, Chinatown was a ghost town, and many of the restaurants, not only were they shut, but they were padlocked. And I thought... Okay, where's Mayor Marty Walsh now? Where's Governor Baker now? You know, so no, uh, they'll just they'll but, just change their mind and try to blame Trump somehow. They'll they'll turn themselves into a pretzel to do so. But we 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 well, you know we it, think it's ridiculous this entire shutdown of our economy. We had the best economy in 50 years, and now it's as bad as the Great Depression. Well, what we're seeing is uh, this is definitely an overplay. Uh, they're definitely overplaying their hand. And the two doctors that uh, did a video, uh, two California emergency oh, yeah. room doctors, they uh, gave a really good case, and they gave statistics, they gave facts. And these doctors aren't just some people that have a little degree on their wall. They're actually in the thick of it and you know, on the front lines. And they said, look, initially we did the right thing by shutting down. Now we know what we're dealing with, and it's ridiculous to do it could keep this shut down. And it seems like, John, that the long, that just every day another uh, dictate, another uh, executive order is issued, making it even more difficult to survive. Oh, I, I went to buy a bottle of wine shortly before doing your show tonight, and I was told I wasn't allowed to buy wine because I didn't have a mask on, and that was the law. Uh-huh. I said, that can't be the law. I can't breathe wearing one of those masks. You're violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. And they told me to get out very harshly. Very embarrassing. This is a store I've been shopping at for, for eight years, but they, they just didn't care. And uh, They told was, you to get out. It was a shocking thing to happen. What's that? And you see, that this whole thing about a mask, the, the, uh, the, was it the N95 mask that the surgeons use? Uh, they call it 95 because it's supposed to uh, 95% of uh, the, the, the stuff that could get in to do harm, you know, the bacteria, virus. Well, I, I don't know all, the, all that. You seem better informed than me, but I simply can't breathe in the things. 
And again, I'm protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act. I don't even have to tell them my medical condition. And yet I was unceremoniously thrown out in front of a huge crowd of people and told to get out very rudely. And uh, I found really? it embarrassing, and I probably will file a complaint because that's not right. I'm certainly going to go meet with the mayor because this, this is an outrage. You can't, you know, this well, is a medical dictatorship, and these are violations of my rights. And it's fascinating, too. Just a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, if I walked into a store with a mask, unless I had some kind of ailment, you know, some respiratory failure, or I was carrying a little thing of oxygen, uh, they would have kicked me out of the store. And uh, today, I went to the bank, to the ATM machine, and I, I, I did a little, a little Facebook video. I couldn't resist. Here was this little note on the door saying that you won't be allowed in unless you're wearing a mask. And I'm thinking it's against the law. The state of Massachusetts and other states around the country have similar laws that if you're walking into a bank with a mask, there's a good chance you're going to hold it up or do something illegal in there so you can't wear them. Now you can wear them. I know, it's just astonishing how, how far things have gone. It's almost like a, a bad, a bad uh, you know, horror movie where you see people yeah, walking we're, around. Bizarro world. It's I mean, backwards. We're, we're, I'm driving by, there's this young lady, she's waiting for a bus. Nobody is near here, but she's got her mask on. And somehow that coronavirus is not going to affect her. Uh, and the masks they're wearing are not the, you know, the, these, and some people just have bandanas over their mouth and, uh, and they get glasses and they have hats and they have uh, gloves. And what really infuriates me, it's almost this trashy people. Um, we, my wife and I went to Costco, uh, in, in a local, the nearest one from us in Dedham. And uh, the little service road is just littered with masks and gloves. These people are throwing them stuff off. These people that care so much about stopping the coronavirus are throwing their gloves all over the ground, uh, on the floors and stores. I mean, can you at least wait till you get home until you do that? No, it just shows you the caliber of the mentality of these people, the caliber of their character. Well, right now we're actually seeing, we've entered a period of actual lawlessness where governors are ruling by decree. They're not even consulting the legislature, God forbid, and they're completely ignoring the Constitution. You know, I always thought if we lost our Constitution, it would be through some kind of voting process. But it is right. we're losing it by them simply ignoring it and choosing not to follow it. And there's remarkably little resistance. People are rolling over for this outrage. Are we that cursed generation which is going to undo the, that great work of our, our framers of our Constitution? Well, you know, John, I, uh, you have a, uh, you're going to be one of the speakers. Oh, you, well, I, I'm saying past oh, yes. tense because when this, when this airs uh, and you, you know, mentioned that, uh, that our Constitution, how precious it is. And I, I, my, my speech, I would say something like, we survived uh, the intrigue of the early years of our republic with the, uh, the French uh, Illuminati trying to destroy our country, the, uh, you know, the uh, Whiskey Rebellion. We survived the Alien and Sedition uh, Act comes to mind. Well, we, we survived the War of 1812 and the burning of Washington, D.C. We survived the Civil War, Reconstruction. We survived uh, World War I and World War II, uh, all the riots in the 60s. Uh, but it looks like uh, we even survived eight years of Bill Clinton and eight years of Obama and eight, well, 12 years of Bush's, New World Order Bush's. We somehow survived that, or the Constitution is tattered and torn, but it's still there. And, uh, but 
it looks like what, if the trend continues, we're not going to survive uh, this coronavirus. And they're talking about, well, this is going to come back in the fall, and this is a new way of life. And you've got to be kidding me. I should say we also survived the Spanish flu, which killed millions more people than this thing. Oh, no, exponentially more. We didn't become a police state uh, in the wake well, of this, that. Yeah, you know, there was stuff. I'm seeing people like 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 um, Dennis Prager, who's by no means an alarmist, saying that this is a, really just a dry run for a police state. They're going to get out all the bugs. The next time they do it, it will be permanent. And again, very very few people are actually pushing back. They're just rolling over for it. Everybody's afraid. It doesn't help that the mainstream media is standing the flames of fear. They get everybody up in a panic, and every single of one of these, you know, big high-tech companies, Facebook, Reddit, and, uh, and, and anyone you can name, they're all collaborating to silence any dissent. It's really quite frightening. So you've got the press, you've got the Democrat Party, you've got the media, and a compliant police department, apparently. And we're literally seeing this orchestrated destruction of our Constitution. And People don't see that we're getting communism out of this. It's really quite frightening. You know, this is liberty dying by the death of a thousand cuts. Well, we see, we ha- we do see some backlash, uh, rallies around the country. Um, there, there was a case. I just read about it uh, about an hour ago. It was a May. It was in Oklahoma, and he was passing a law that said you have to wear a mask. Well, not a law, but just an issue and a decree. And there was lots of backlash. It was actually some threats of violence, which we don't we don't encourage at all. Uh, so he said, "Well, I can't. You know, I don't want to be responsible." So he backed off. Um, and there was some armed people in uh, in Michigan at the state capitol. They didn't shoot anybody, but they're saying, "Hey, enough's enough with this nonsense." And that's even, why we have a Second right? Amendment. Exactly. It wasn't just to shoot deer and pigeons. It was to uh, to to. Uh, if a government becomes too corrupt, it's, it's to uh, keep the government in check. A lot of people don't want to believe that, but that's why it's there. That's it is, and it's hard to say. This isn't tyranny we're experiencing. They've literally banned people from going to church. God is illegal now in our country. You know, we had some friends. They went to Worcester today because a, a defiant um, Baptist minister yes, Worcester opened Massachusetts his church. Well, yeah. And the police, were, the police were there. They find the church. They wrote down everybody's license plate. This is yeah. this is this is some real communist stuff right here we're seeing. I mean, you know what? You know, the communism succeeds, and I am calling it communism. Communism succeeds by destroying the pillars of society. We see that where they're trying to destroy the, the nuclear family with all this gender madness. We're seeing right. right now right. that churches are actually forcibly closed, absolutely against the First Amendment. Not one church can be lawfully closed if they want to be open, and yet we're seeing this in the entire country. I mean, you know, this is how democracy dies. Well, we're seeing that our uh, we're seeing a lot of churches just rolling over. Well, we're going to go virtual, and you know, what's going to happen is that they these church buildings, most of them are mortgaged, and if people aren't going to church, they may not be tithing, especially if they're not working or even making any contributions to the church. And other organizations. So you say, okay, pastors, now, now you want to comply with your 501c3 church? You're not going to have one, right? Right, you're and, they, and they, you know, nobody's, nobody's flying in airplanes right now, which is, you know, what AOC wants. Nobody flying in planes. 
she's getting her wish. That's right. But let's. Uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom, and uh, this is far from over. But I think there's some takeaways from this that uh, can work in our favor. And you know, it, uh, a small thing I think of is these the stupid plastic bag bands. Uh, within a short time, they they reverse them, and they say where uh, they used to encourage you to bring your your recyclable bag or reusable bag. Now that's illegal. Bring it in. Absolutely, you can't bring it in now. Well, when this blows over. What then? Is that going to – are those stupid environmental policies going to change? And the notion of open borders. Now, this is what infuriates me. You've got, you've got Mayor Walsh and big city mayors around the country that love the idea of flooding this country with illegal aliens. We have no idea what they may be carrying. And one reason why we have border control is to make sure people don't come in with communicable diseases. There's another reason we don't want anarchists and communists and revolutionaries, but that's the folks they want here. Uh, yeah, but we've but, seen diseases that have been eradicated that are coming back in this country, like smallpox. That's right. That's right. So, so they shut the borders down, and now these leftists want to shut down borders of states, like the crazy leftist governor of Rhode Island that arrested two guys for playing golf, uh, and they were just from nearby, and there were just two of them on the golf, you know, whatever they were doing, they were doing their distancing, their six feet or whatever the uh, disease control, Center for Disease Control is recommending. It was interesting, too, uh, the WHO, which is nothing more than an, an arm of the communist Chinese government these days, they told us uh, back in January that you can't transmit it person to person. We have to listen to the WHO uh, and the wholly owned subsidiary of the globalist movement. Exactly. Well, it's an arm of the UN, and anything from the UN is rotten. And, and perhaps, and I'm so glad that Trump pulled us out or stopped funding it. We need to get out of the UN completely. But it, so that's a part. That, you know, so there's a few good takeaways here. We just have to push the issue. Um, and I, I just, I'm, I'm just optimistic that some Americans will say, you know, enough's enough. I feel pretty silly wearing this mask. I'm walking down the street with my my wife holding her hand and petrified, and I see someone who doesn't have a mask. They run across the street. They've got to feel pretty silly. I mean, how long can this charade go on? Um, it is a but charade, but people have been conditioned to think that anyone who pushes back is trying to murder people. I've been told that multiple times myself. How dare you? Do you want my mother to die? What's wrong with you? And, you know, they don't realize we're defending them. We're standing up for their rights. Once our Constitution's gone, brother, it's never coming back. Look at all the once liberal democracies around the world, like Australia and New Zealand, where they've confiscated the guns and immediately come to draconian laws. As soon as they get the guns, trouble starts. Happens over and over. History repeats itself. That's right. And, um, again, we have far too many people that are just willing to uh, comply. But, uh, again, people like you, and I'm so happy to, uh, that you're, you've organized or helped out. Like I, I know that Jeff Kuna, who was a very popular, I would say one of the most popular talk show hosts in New England, if not the most popular talk show host, he's on uh, a 50,000-watt uh, station, WRK. Oh, yeah, he's the best. We, lo- we love Jeff and Kuna. He's been saying this, you know, he's been saying it for a while. And he said, yeah, there's a problem. This is not a good, this virus is not a good thing. It's killing people, but most of the people are, over uh, that are 80 and above or they have some type of pre-existing condition they might have high blood pressure they may have diabetes they may be obese or what have you and here's another thing too um and it's not i hadn't heard too much being said about it uh but 
people who have immune, decision, uh, immune deficiencies are more susceptible to this disease of coronavirus. You don't hear much about it, but these same people that are telling us to stay in our house, lock everything down, don't come out, have been the ones that have been promoting a, the sexual practices uh, that lead to this very proudly. Marching and let's not forget, they're making sure the abortions keep going. Oh, the abortion clinics are wide open. Yes, that's an essential well, that's service. Essential, well, that's essential services, but church uh, isn't. My spiritual life not, is very essential to me, thank you. You know something, during time, I, I, was, I flew out on a plane on December, uh, September 11th, 2001, leaving Logan Airport in Boston, the same terminal where a few of the planes, I was there about an hour later. And my flight was, uh, I, I stopped, uh, the flight was a stop in Detroit, but it was going on to Los Angeles. So it could have very well been targeted by the terrorists. Uh, that, that next, well, that evening and that next day, I'm in uh, western uh, Pennsylvania with my colleague driving to Pittsburgh. We actually went to the town where that's, that plane crashed. We were very close to the town. I noticed going by, I saw American flags everywhere. Uh, I mean, if I had, people were selling them on the streets, and every single church was full. People, have, you know, usually at churches have their Wednesday service. That sometimes they have, you know, 20%. Places were packed. Every church. They didn't close the churches. They did. They they uh, they were wide open. Uh, the churches are an important, and synagogues are an important aspect to uh, this. This is where you find solace. This is where you find spiritual guidance. It's it's real. It's not. And these most of these mayors are atheist or secularist or. And they, they, you know, well, certainly the Democrat Party is the party of, of atheism. You know, they give lip service. They might uh, have black, you know, they go to black churches and uh, they try to pretend that they, they, they're, they're one, we're brothers and all that. They, and they say, use biblical uh, references on occasions. I know Nancy Pelosi, you hear her using biblical references. What a fraud. But really, oh, they, isn't they, it, they, uh, she should be, she should be, um, what do they call that? Uh, what do they call it when they kick you out of the uh, church there? Excommunicated. You're on a blank. Excommunicated. Excommunicated. Oh, oh, sorry yeah. about my, my yeah. brain, brain cramp there. Well, she's but, supposed yeah, to be she a, Catholic a And she has a lot of nerve. She's pushing the gender madness and the abortion. And she has the nerve to call herself a Catholic. And what's, what's interesting, too, is that she's the, she'll deliberately, deliberately misstate something like Trump, where she's saying, Trump telling us to drink bleach and drink Lysol. He yep. made no such no such thing. He never ever said. I mean, I'm listening. It was at the White House um, White House press conference, and there's a doctor who's talking about Lysol has been used to kill the virus within seconds, and and Trump is asking a question about inje- you know injecting certain things. Next thing you know, oh, he wants us to drink bleach. Well, let's if you're a reasonably intelligent if you're an intelligent adult. Even a five-year-old, you don't drink. You know, you don't drink bleach. That's you know, it's just not done. You know, uh, unless well, apparently like, Christian Nancy Pelosi doesn't know. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not bear false witness. And yep. that's not a commandment. But that's true. Yep, that's true. <laughs> she tore up Trump's speech uh, during the uh, during the State of the Union. He handed her a copy. Which was actually an official document. She was breaking the law doing that, but she, you know. She doesn't give a damn well, about the law. The law is whatever. The left, is, the left is above the law. Well, I, again, I think that uh, this is going to – I really think this is going to bite them in the rear end. 
I think it's going to uh, get them uh, lots of people. And you see, they dump, the, the, more the more this is coming out of the exaggerations of the number of deaths, the, uh, the, the various hospitals that are told, look, if anyone dies, no matter what, it's corona, and they've adjusted some of the numbers, it's, uh, the more the information comes out, the more they double down. You know, in other words, they're not going to ever admit that they, 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 over, they overextended themselves and made mistakes by trying to destroy the greatest. Oh, they, they, never, they never apologize. No, they don't, because this is what they want. This is exactly what they want. And what makes it worse, now, New York City, if you took New York City with the numbers of fatalities, and I think it's, if it was a country in itself, I think it would be third in the number of deaths per capita. That just shows you it's uh, de Blasio and uh, Como have totally mishandled this. Trump said yeah, the they, they forced people who were infected to go back to nursing homes and infect everybody else. Those are the people right. you quarantine. Like we said before, you quarantine the sick, not the healthy. And, and you know, that's the, the founding fathers, when they, when they gave us this great constitution, there was a smallpox epidemic or pandemic, and they know how to do, deal with it. You know, you don't. If you have smallpox, you stay, you stay, you stay, you quarantine. You don't quarantine everybody. And they also had yellow fever epidemics too, which we don't see much anymore. Uh, yeah, this is long before modern medicine, and they, they certainly handled it better than we are today with all of our oh, absolutely. ingenuity. Absolutely. And they didn't stop living and stop, uh, and stop uh, doing things because uh, of this. But it looks like, and not only that, but the immune system needs to be built up. And what we're doing is we're just sheltering ourselves, shelter in place. We're sheltering our natural immune system. And, um, you know, you hear various doctors say, look, Ron Paul, he said, go outside in the sun, vitamin D, you know. Exactly. Uh, vitamin A, you know, cod liver oil. You know, cod liver oil was everybody, to every little kid. It was interesting. You watch the old... Um, our game comedy, the little rascals, and you would have the cod liver oil. It was so un, it was such an unpleasant thing, you know. It would take it every day, but oh, it's horrible. Now they put little flavors in it; it doesn't taste that bad at all, and it basically eradicated uh, the, the, a lot of the diseases uh, by the 1950s. Kids had a good immune system, and now uh, you know everybody has got masks, and everybody is goes well. We're not necessarily eating the best food in the world too, and and drinking the best things. Uh, but uh, there's just so many things we can do besides hiding and destroying our economy and wearing masks and, and keeping ourselves from people and so forth. Well, well John, we right. got, uh, we got about three, about four minutes left. Uh, super happy fun America. And I, uh, it's kind of interesting too, because it's such a ridiculous name. Oh, tell us why you chose a name like that. No, it was, it was deliberate because, you know, like I told you, every single liberal establishment attacked us, and we knew that was going to happen. So I thought of this name. It was so ridiculous. So when I see Cuomo on the news attacking me or The View attacking us like they did or Stephen Colbert huh. saying, stupid, happy, fun, America, F you, <laughs> it's hilarious because they have to keep saying that stupid name, and, and they look so silly. Or they say, super, happy, fun, America is a hate group. It just, it just sounds silly. So that's why we did it, you know. Well, you uh, and, you, and if, you, it works like a charm. It's really funny. You took a chapter out of Ivy Lee's book. Ivy Lee was a great uh, publicist, and uh, I think Rockefeller hired him, uh, the old man Rockefeller. Uh, when you uh, you announced that Brad Pitt was the honorary chairman of the honorary. Oh yeah, he was our mascot. 
<laughs> and of course, Brad Pitt, he was, you know, he's a so far left, it's ridiculous. And then he actually responded, or his attorney got to you and said, hey, cease and desist. And if they just shut the shut their mouth, but it made national news, uh, what, a month, two months before the event, right back in June. Oh, we made, na- actually, we made international news. We, we literally yeah, had 61 news, reporters yes. flying from all over the world. It was, it was unbelievable. My phone never stopped ringing. And you can't name a single liberal establishment that didn't attack us. Every single Hollywood actor, but you stop counting at 70. It, it, was, it was amazing. The entire left was triggered by what we did. We did this on a shoestring budget and still had an awesome parade, even though the press kept lying, saying there'd be 10 of us. We had a massive parade. It was, it was the best. Well, there so, would have been yeah. more. We, we, as I, we were running a little late. I was escorting Barbara from Harlem and her uh, daughter, Bibi. Oh, yeah. And, and the mayor of Boston confiscated our American flag because he claimed we used yeah. weapons. We had no arrest on our side, even though the media reported clashes. That just wasn't true. And they actually, about half the people who came to get in the parade, they were blocked from getting in. Which was outrageous, but you know that's what, what we're dealing with. There were thirty-six uh, of the leftists. Thirty-six the arrests, and every single charge, including nine assaults on police, were dismissed by our far-left DA Rachel Rollins. This is also what we're dealing with. Yes, yeah, Rachel Rollins. That's right. She emptied the jails, or you know, of some of the criminals. Even some of the that's what's going on in every single liberally run city. They, they are lawless. In San Francisco, you can walk into a store with a hefty bag. Fill it with merchandise and walk out. And the worst thing walk you do is write you a ticket. Yep. They write you a ticket, but if you don't wear your mask, now uh, in Massachusetts, uh, Comrade Baker, uh, Tall Duvall, uh, that's named that Baker's about six five, six six. So they name him Tall Duvall, who was the former Duvall Patrick, the former left wing uh, Democrat. Yep, cut from the well, same lately, cloth. He's no Republican, believe me. They, or, or Charlie Parker, as uh, what Biden calls him. Uh, he Charlie, said, Charlie Parker is a few fries short. Yeah, he's a few fries short of a happy meal, Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, he said uh, you have to wear your masks or you'll be fined. Well, are they going to uh, the question? And I called the city of Boston and I uh, that three one one number. You know the uh, the Ministry of Oh, Boston. great. And I said, uh, uh, is Boston going to be a sanctuary city for masks? You make it a sanctuary city for violent illegal aliens. Could you make it a sanctuary city for the maskless and you know, the people who don't wear masks? And it's interesting, uh, you know, it's it's almost biblical now. <laughs> Not that I'm a big advocate of uh, last day prophecies, but it talks about uh, if you don't have the number, uh, and I don't, anyway, I'm, a, I'm an amillennialist, but anyway, uh, a lot of my friends are premillennialists, and they say if you, the number 666 will be tattooed, and if you don't get it, you can't eat, you can't buy, you can't. Uh, make you know any commercial transaction well i was denied the right to buy or to buy today so who knows maybe it's a trial run, so huh? now i guess the mark of the mask is now instead of the mark of the, the mark of the mask to, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyway i said are you going to arrest me if i don't wear my mask and you want me to violate a state law and a federal law you said the americans with disability act which uh if i had more time although i uh, the ada is unconstitutional but we can get to that another time Hey, we're running out of time, John. Thank you so much for coming on a short notice. We will see you soon. God bless you and your wonderful organization. And, folks, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtworth. And until next week, may God bless you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.